All right, welcome along to the first football show on the Left Wing Back podcast. We are looking back on the first round of action which took place last weekend across all grades and looking ahead to round two this weekend as well. It's all in association with the Neighbourhood Espresso Cafe and we thank Brian there for his kind sponsorship. Uh, I'm joined on the show by uh, former Carroll Senior Football Manager Turlock O'Brien. Um, Turlock, uh, good, good to be chatting to you here again and I'm still trying to get used to this whole former thing. Um, <laughs> how's, how's life been with you the last couple of months and uh, what's the story? Yeah, what, sure. what, what, what have you kept busy with? Look, it's been a strange time for everybody sure with COVID, you know, so... Uh, but I've, I've, I suppose I've been delighted to have my time back, and uh, I've been trying to be as active as I can be. So I've been a lot of cycling and a bit of hill walking, and uh, missing the games. Of course, you know, going to the games has been a big problem that you can't get to the games. But uh, I suppose look at this, we can see them on, on the on the uh, park TV there the weekend, so it's a great help. Like, but um, it's it's a uh, it's a strange time, and I suppose we just have to be patient and abide by the guidelines and do our best to try and you know, kill the spread of this virus and keep everybody safe and go about our business at the same time, you know. So that's what it's been like, you know, for for a safe for everybody. Yeah, in the meantime, we have ourselves a new uh, Carlo football manager and, uh, and no doubt he's keeping a keen eye on things as they kicked off last weekend. Yeah, look, I'm, I'm very positive about the new setup. I'm delighted to see that the team has been appointed, you know. I think there's great uh, great potential here because you've great continuity with you know you have Simon Ray staying on and Kieran Noll and Gary Noll staying on from, from last year and with Niall and, and um coming in there, you know, with with um oh Ger Ger, yeah, yeah. Uh so I you know, I spoke to I spoke to Niall there when we got to Division Three there uh, two years ago and I had some great conversations with him and he was very complimentary and uh, full of praise for the Carroll lads, you know. So uh, he's obviously coming in like with a great belief that the team has a lot to offer and a lot they can achieve still, you know. So I think that's a good mindset to bring to this situation. And um, with Jerry Brennan involved as well, like, you know, his experience as an all-around winning footballer for Trumpet County, uh, there's, there's bound to be stuff there for everybody to, to learn, you know. And uh, I think I think there's a great opportunity here now for the players now to get behind it and support them and, and uh, push it on again, you know. Absolutely. Well, I suppose the task has been made difficult for, for Niall in that, you know, I don't know if he's getting into these games or whatever, no doubt he's probably watching on, on the Power TV or, or stuff like that. And who knows, will we even have an Intercounty Championship? And hopefully we will. Um, all going well. We don't want to see anything getting in the way and we want things to progress. We want to, I suppose, finish out our club championship anyway um, because you don't know what this joke from week to week. We were kind of monitored last week and um, look, I suppose we'll stick with the action anyway for the time being. We don't want to speculate and we wish the lads the best luck when, when the Intercounty stuff does get going. But um, for you, obviously, like me, you were probably tuning into Power TV or whatever, and uh, the first game was obviously last Friday. We'll start with that group, and your own club, Air Rogue, beat Bandersome Gales, one twelve to 5 A bit of a difference in the one thirty they chalked up last year, no doubt. Yeah, it was, yeah. And I suppose, looking at, looking at the overall uh, uh, run of the, the first round of the league, of the league championship, like, um, you'd have to say it was probably a little bit disappointing. It looked like a lot of teams were going out not to lose rather than to win. And as you know, because they have a safety net of the next two rounds to, to pick up points and, and qualify. And you could kind of sense that a lot of teams they weren't they were cagey and edgy in how they approach games. And even Aeroga felt, you know, for a team that had got to Leicester final and had such a great year, uh, I thought they were very cautious in their game. And, you know, Bagnestown were missing a few lads uh, to play with a young a very young team, very young light team, and Aeroga's physicality, I suppose, was a big factor in that game. Um, you know, to dominate on the Bagnestown kick out really, which gave him a great platform to win the game. And 
you know, they finished, this was the first half fairly strongly, um, but second half was very disappointing for Amair Road, you know, and uh, I suppose they'll be happy that they've a lot to learn uh, from that game. Coming into the next round, it would certainly stop them being overconfident, you know. Bagus um, and Gales, um, you, you know, uh, when you compare the game with last year, they were beating out the gate, I suppose, on the scoreboard, but I saw last year a lot of encouragement in their game. I thought they had a lot of, you know, enthusiasm and uh, a lot of good, young, light, fast players and, and last weekend with Jimmy Clark, that was magnificent again. And Shane was very, very good as well, you know. Uh, so I, I, I still think they, they can still qualify, you know. Um, there's a big improvement there from last year and uh, so front, I suppose, a problem from five points in our football isn't really enough, I suppose. But look, um, they won't meet be, be many teams as strong as Aerog, you know, so uh, they'll probably learn from it. From Aerog's perspective, you know, um, obviously defending defending their, their championship crown again, and uh, they have a very strong panel. Um, certainly, the first fifteen is very strong. Uh, physically, they're, they're they're dominating a lot of teams. Uh, they're much further advanced that way than, than most of the teams in in, in, the, in the country I would say. But uh, I felt they were very cautious, and I uh, felt they had the opportunity to try maybe a few new plays, new new tackle things out, but they didn't take the advantage of that. And uh, you know, they'll have to be they'll have to be I think much more aggressive I think the next day um, that that level of you know hunger desire that they would need to up their game I'd say considerably like the next day like, to, 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 uh, to get over Rundle and the Rangers because they'll bring a different challenge completely they'll be very physical they have indeed and they really ground out their victory over the Blues like I mean they looked in a very good position and then conceded those two goals and then got the goal late on now, now there's fierce hype about this Rangers team many feel because the Hurlings out of the way they can make an impression um, I suppose Sunday will answer the question I'm about to ask you, but is this hype justified? Can they really challenge a team who have, you know, contested Leinster final last year, come to business end of the championship, irrespective of what happens on Sunday, do you think? Well, you know, I suppose they did beat here in the championship in the last couple of years, you know. Um, you remember, you know, they played a lot of long high ball in Teddy Bourne and Eagle Square and it caused havoc for their own defence. And Aero didn't get to grips with that. And uh, Rangers deservedly won that day. And um, they're coming off the back of the championship now. There's no club championship in, in provincial club championship to look forward to. So the focus now is totally on football, which will be very interesting to see how do they step up now uh, to the big ball game. Um, they, while they played very well last last week, uh, they were completely dominated on hands for most of the game. Uh, you could still see that there's a lot of rustiness around their footballing skills. You know, a lot of fumbling errors and a lot of poor passing at times. Uh, but they're, you know, they're, they're fantastic competitors. They're real warriors, really. The Rangers are real warriors. That's the one thing about them. They play with their heart and their sleeve. Uh, they dominate teams physically. Um, they're in their face. And, you know, they had a, they had an easy enough win, you know, apart from the last, you know, two minutes against the Hanrens where, where they nearly lost it. Uh, they dominated the game and, and played some, some really good football, actually. Uh, I was very impressed with that young Fiat uh, Fitzpatrick there wing forward. He, he had a fantastic game. And, of course, Chris Nolan played very well up front as well, you know. So, um, they'll come, uh, they'll come. I won't say uh, overly confident-like, but they know they can compete. Uh, they know what to bring to the table. They know their strengths. And, you know, um, they will battle like, you know, but I don't think they have to football to trouble Airog, to be honest with you. Um, if Airog have their their A game uh, on show, I don't see them being beaten in this one, you know. But uh, nonetheless, Rangers are, they really are a tenacious outfit, hurling or football, they're hard to play against, hard to beat. 
uh, they play on the edge, but they played in a fair spirit, fair, fair spirit like, and uh, you know, uh, they'll always trouble any team in Cardiff, honest with you. Yeah, that's probably the game I'm most looking forward to in the senior championship this weekend, just to see what can they what can they actually bring with, with so many people talking about the fact that that they can challenge. And I suppose all the while, then if you look across to the other group where you know Rathvilly were were easy winners over Palatine, I, I couldn't believe how poor Palatine were because they played collection a couple of months ago. And look, I know practice matches and all are worth a damn when you come to first round action, but I found they were very very disappointed in their play. But for Rathvilly, I thought you had to give them a good bit of credit because. Even though they have a lot of experienced guys, it was a kind of a newish enough look up front in particular where, where Jake Elliott had thought, you know, held up the ball quite well. And, uh, you know, with Brendan and Ed doing some great work around the middle. And it was a good spread of scorers too, like just going down through the, the list of scorers here. And they look they look pretty yeah. good. So, I mean, Raffili at the moment, you, you would say after round one, even though it's early stages, look kind of, I, I suppose, the best challengers for our rogue as we speak. Well, I'd have to say, uh, take the hat off to Raffili for the performance last weekend. I really thought... You know, it was they're the one team that really played to win, in my opinion. You know, they really played a, a very good style of football. They mixed it up between you know long ball and running the ball. Uh, they played heads up football. They, they looked like a team that was fresh. Uh, the young lads have come in and they're freshening it up. Uh, you're right, Jake Gilligan. I thought was very impressive with full forward. Darren Murphy, centre forward, was equally impressive. Big strong lad. You know, uh, we tried to give him the counting there, but he couldn't commit. Uh, and, you know, in the half-back line there, even Ryan Sibyl and Colin Byrne played very well for him as well. Like, you know, and Brendan, of course, was Brendan. Like, you know, he was, you know, he's in super shape again. And uh, he's lead, he was leading the team there again. Brian Smith, of course, too, was another fella that, that stood out for me. Like, he's a big, strong lad and uh, an intelligent footballer, you know. And um, I was really impressed with, with how they played. But from a Palatine perspective, I'm sure they were very, very disappointed, you know, because they, never, they were never at the races in this game. And, uh, and looking at the team, like, they were... I suppose a lot of the forwards are very similar to small. They're small and light as well. You know, it's a problem for them, I would say. And uh, they found it hard to get scores. Um, Conor Crowley, I think, scored one, three of that, like in, in most of from 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 free and a penalty. Um, so they'd be very disappointed, you know. And, you know, Nile Reid in midfield, like, is undergo a long, long time, like, but they need other lads to step up and, 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 and uh, lead. Uh, they shouldn't be expecting Nile Reid to be doing it, you know. And, um, they have a they have a lot to, a lot of work to do next weekend to, to lift their spirits. You know, um, Jack Brennan was the only one for me that over the hour really uh, put in a good shift. I thought he was very very good for them. Um, so you know, I, I think they're going to they're going to find it difficult against O'Loughlin, who are again they're like Rangers. You know, they're they're a really good championship outfit. Uh, very hard to to, to beat the, the O'Loughlin team, no matter. You know who they have or don't have on the pitch. Like they'll always give everything they have as well. Like you know, and with a win the last day for them, they're in a great position now to go on and and, and uh, you know uh, top maybe. Yeah, that game obviously uh, um, tomorrow night, uh, Friday night, we'll say for the sake of the release of the podcast, just to avoid any uncertainty. But I'm for the last five or six years hearing about this age in all Auckland team. Well, yeah, I go down through their defence and I see Parry Cochran, Nile Roach, Jordan Kelly, Ty Roach. Sean Bamberley and Roy Sheedy, who I think are all under the age of 25. And, um, you know, still, <laughs> they're, they're grinding out these results. It was by no means a classic now against Tyrone Island, this encounter. But no, even going I, further up the field, like Ian Atkinson, Aaron Amond, Mikey Bamberick, yeah. like there's, there's serious youth there. And these lads are by no means naive. Like, they're cute footballers. I would, I, I would agree with you 100%, uh, Kevin. You made a very, very valid point there. They have this uh, name of being an, an, an age team, but they're not. Um, you know, take Willie Minchin out of it and 
you know, Carl Cox's bosses around a while, but he's a young man, Seamus Kinsley. Uh, the rest of these guys are very young, and, and I tell you what I like about them, their young lads have a lot of character, so to have. I had a few of them in the county team, and I was really impressed with them. They're really going to be super footballers for Carroll. You know, uh, Nile Roach, Mikey Bambrick, Shawnee Bambrick. They're top-class lads. Uh, they have a great attitude to the game. Uh, they prepare very diligently. Uh, they're totally committed to it. Very, very level-headed lads, and... Ian Atkinson there midfield is a good good rangy footballer you know um, he wouldn't maybe have the skill set a lot of the others but he's a great heart and a big man uh, Roy Sheehy he's a young fella there he actually played under Edge Arrow actually and uh, son. and uh, you know um, while they didn't play particularly brilliantly against the Ryan because I thought the two teams were very very uh, nervous maybe you know and, and cautious uh, I would agree with you like that uh, to have plenty of youth and legs in that team you know and um, they're going to be in the shake up make no mistake about it Mark Brennan has done a lot of very good work out there and you can see that they're a very organised team you know a lot of work done around kickouts, uh, which was disappointing in a lot of the other games was that the, I thought the level of you know tactical awareness from some of the teams was disappointing you know that, that had tried nothing new um, and you know they're, they're, they're going to get caught because of this you know because a lot of, a lot of teams Nowadays, have done a lot of work on on kickouts and dead ball situations, and they're very organised, you know. And, and I think they bring that to the pitch, you know, a lot can do. And they also bring in that little bit of, uh, I suppose, uh, vision from from basketball and this ability to to play with their heads up. And again, uh, it was interesting to see actually. Charlie Bennett did something that I haven't seen since Mark Brennan did it against the Nyland County final. If you remember, he bounced the ball behind him. Yeah. Uh, Two years ago, a good few years ago now, but I saw Johnny doing something similar there on, on uh, the weekend there, you know. So they have a lot going for them, like, and uh, I think they're going to be in a shake-up. Um, you know, they're, they're, they're as I said, they've probably come to a bit of a transition period now, and as soon as they get a bit of confidence in those young lads, I think they could be a real force. Yeah, so obviously, yeah, that's uh, Palin and all often it is Friday. And then on Saturday at 7, you have Tenoyland Rafferty. This is a big, big game for Tenoyland. And while we're being very complimentary to O'Loughlin, I suppose, we have to give Tenoyland a bit of credit who are without Paul Broderick and, and Conor Bourne. They only lost that game to O'Loughlin by a point. And, you know, they have a tough ask here now in a Rafferty side that's very much in form. Okay. No, I, I, I felt that probably Tenoyland probably should, should have won the game. I think that they shot themselves in the foot coming close to the end of the game. They had... They had retained possession really, really well for, I'd say, about, you know, three minutes, I'd say, and got a rush of blood to the head and shot for a score and got turned over. And a lot of them down the field got a score, got himself back in the game, and then went on to win the game. Um, that was a turning point for me. Um, I thought young Morris Lawler in midfield had a great debut for them. I thought he was very impressive in the middle of the field for a young fella in his first game. And I Lowry wing back was excellent. Um, Dermot Walsh uh, you know I think Dermot is a conference player he needs to get to the game very early on and he needs to get a touch the ball very early in the game and, and get composed and, and he needs to really start to lead uh, that tonight attack you know he's, he's so much ability like but sometimes games seem to bypass him you know but there's no doubt he's a wonderful footballer you know um, but they're going to be up against it you know Rathfilly are really the form team looking at last weekend's performances but we have to say that over the last couple of championship seasons there's been an inconsistency in teams, you know, you, you play well in one round and next round they're disappointing and vice versa and Palatine would probably be hoping that's the situation for themselves and so will Tim Ryland, you know, they can pick it up. Um, but uh, on form, Matt Philly are definitely the strongest team there. 
Yeah, so Super Sunday offers us uh, a Rogan Rangers at half one, as we said. And then, of course, at six o'clock, uh, a big game for both Bindestown Gales and O'Hanrahan's because, you know, they're both coming off the beats. And, yeah, Jesus, like, the, the nature of this championship, as you've kind of alluded to, is sometimes, I can't remember, one, Raffili one year, I think it possibly could have been 2014, I think lost two games in the round-robin stage and won the championship. So yeah. this affords the opportunity to do that. Yeah, it does. It does. You know, and you know, I think O'Hanrahan's will be very disappointed um, with their performance uh, last weekend. You know, because really, like um, until Danny Thompson came on, uh, they were out of the game. Like, I mean, Danny turned the game back in, in their favour. Like, scored two one. Uh, he was had a huge impact. I don't know why he didn't start. Maybe he had an injury. He scored one one. I think it was. I think he might have had an injury. I don't know, but. Uh, they need him on the pitch for sure, like because he's a very intelligent uh, little footballer. He's very, very, very fast and elusive, and he's an eye for a score. Obviously, you know, um, he plays very well with the lads around as well. He's very good at Lee Walker and uh, Simon Dyle and that, you know. But I'd say Hanrahan's uh, seemed to have one ply though, which was a long ball to square to Darren Head. Now that didn't really work. Uh, Todd Rainers dealt with it very, very well. Th- Thomas Brennan Goal actually uh, commanded that, that that square area very, very well himself, and Gary Lawler was tight on him as well. Uh, he got a goal towards the end of the game, second goal, I think. And um, but you know they have to mix it up, like you know, this, it's 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 too too predictable, you know, to just go the long ball to Daryl. And I think they might have suffered from that. Uh, but you're looking for Simon Dyke to step up midfield there with and Lee Walker really to, to lead this way. You know, Keen Dowling there wing forward is a forward. He's a great. He's a great man to score goals. Uh, maybe plus the goal might be the place for him, like you know. But. Um, it's going to be a, a nip and tuck game, this one, I think. You know, they're both very similar, I think. They're both uh, small, light forwards. And um, again, Bagnus and Gales made a lot of progress, I think, over the last uh, year and a half. And uh, I fancy them to, you know, to still qualify. Um, I think I think they can turn the Blues over. Um, the Hanrods are really, you know... They would, they would, I would be disappointed like that they didn't they didn't uh, start that game better last week you know um, they left it very very late and uh, look they're, they're they got a point over like but uh, we'll have to wait and see I suppose you know but you'd be you'd be looking for Simon Dyle in particular like because he's a big strong athletic player like super footballer great footballer like but sometimes you know again kind of like you know, the games can pass him by like and he really needs to get into a game early on and, and dominate. Uh, his Graham Delaney beside him is a good footballer too like, but can be hot and cold as well like you know uh, the guy that impressed me for them is Justin O'Brien actually the chap from Wicklow uh, he was very very solid last year for them he played full back there last weekend and I suppose he was there to National Lady Bourne normally plays centre back I think for them uh, he's one to watch for and uh, James McGrath centre back is another top class footballer you know um, he's all the skills in the world uh, so look I suppose it's going to be even enough game and it'll be it is an obligation for a little bit of who wants it the most. Yeah. All right. So let's rock on to intermediate because um, a very interesting grade in Carlo and always has been with the, with the restructure since it's eight teams. Now, I think the way I think Stan, we could be looking at uh, nine teams because we have promotion. We don't have relegation, I think. So that's the, yeah. that's the situation yeah. for next year. I wouldn't mind seeing that go to 10, actually. Yeah. Look, uh, I suppose it's... There's probably a, a need to review uh, what's happening in, in at senior and, and at mid-level at the moment. Like, you know, and... I suppose um, there was talks a few years ago about trying to get uh, all clubs into the senior championship as area teams and that like, but it, it, it wasn't really feasible to do it for everybody. But I think there should be the possibility maybe of some of the exclusive, maybe intermediate and junior teams being able to uh, 
give some of their players, uh, you know, should be able to play maybe with some of the exclusive senior teams in the senior championship. Uh, failing that, maybe, maybe, maybe promoting two teams to the senior championship, making that a ten-team championship as well, uh, might might be uh, something to consider. Uh, it's a very competitive grade, though. They're one of the hardest championships to win. I would say the intermediate championship, and um, a lot of teams kind of uh, they, 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 they kind of drift up and down between the senior and intermediate, like and. Uh, Kilbride have been a fantastic team that way for a team with a small pick uh, the way they've been able to play you know really uh, at senior level there the last 10-15 years like it's been phenomenal and they've dropped back down to intermediate now and um, you know they're, they're they're working off a tiny tiny panel of players like and um, but there's some great quality in the team you know and um, I don't think they're going to win the NBA championship but uh, they're always there they're there about like you know it looks like for me, it looks like Banderbrana, uh, I think, are probably the best organised team in it. Um, I'd give them a fair chance of, of winning it uh, this year. Um, Clonmore, um, you'd love to see a, a team in, in East Carlo rising uh, because Clonmore have been down in the Dodgers for far too long. Um, you often wonder like how much they really wanted over there, like, you know, and... I'd love to see them making a really good, strong uh, effort. I won it this year. If, you know, if if uh, the county is progressing, need players from all over the county, and that's an area that I think has kind of fallen away a little bit. With um, distraction as well, I might add, just to put it out there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, but it's it's right there in the Wicklow border, you know, and and be huge rivalry with the clubs in Wicklow there, and um, you know, uh, it's a club with a great tradition back in the fifties and sixties, and you would like to see them, uh, you know, advancing. Um, but it's very even. You fend there as well, and Kildavan like are, are going to be very strong. Like Kildavan, Kildavan put some great performance last year, and uh, you know, um, they're going to be right in the mix. Um, did a big win over the Cox, like uh, the Cox are like Kilbride. Numbers are a problem for them, you know, and they're going to struggle. Like a lot of lads are getting to the wrong end of their, of their careers now, out in, out in the Cox, and uh, they may struggle this year. Um, I, I fancy Ballinabrana. Navon are, you know, obviously they're more hurling than football, uh, but again, kind of like Rangers, you know, they can compete at it when they put their minds down to it, but uh, I don't know. They're well beaten there. But Ballinabrana, like two ninety five points, it doesn't augur well. Um, and I suppose you know, you know, not making the county hurling final. I suppose again, probably they're 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 probably confidence at a low ebb out there maybe at the moment. Um, Fenna should be the opposite, really. You know, they should be on a bit of a high. Like they've had a Bell and Kildare gone very well. They're out to the bad county hurling final, but a uh, lot of lot of dual players there as well. And uh, Sean, I love to see Sean Murphy do do get achieve some success with you know, and a lot of young, very young, good young players out in Fenna. A lot of really talented young fellas out there. Um, so they drew with with Clonmore there, and um, it'll be it'll be it'll be a very tight uh, battle. I'd say to see who's going to win this championship uh, for the weekend. I, I'd give Clonmore going to be the Cox. I would say Bannervana will be their og. Uh, Kilavan and Fenna will be tight enough. Um, Kilavan might shade it, and Kilbride Navon is a is a is a big derby game, a big big derby game, and yes, um, it is. <laughs> it's, it's some great games last year with them. Um, you know, so that one could go either way, maybe, you know. Yeah, and just, uh, I'm not going to go through all five grades or whatever, but Junior A is another very interesting grade and a hard one to go as well as, as I know, being from being from Lockton Bridge. Um, there's, a, there's a club mate of yours in Skippy Callan out in Lockton Bridge this year. I played under Skippy seven uh, seven years ago, yeah, 2013 and 2012, I think I played under Skippy, and 
I always go on Fierce Wildham, and Fierce Club, my manager. And what Lockton Bridge have out here at the moment, Harlow, is like a group of chaps that are, are just our minor. We four lads, I think, that are there just, just our minor, three or four, and a couple of lads a year older than that as well. But like, we're in an area where we're finding it hard the last couple of years to try and make a breakthrough. And I would have found, and I'll go on record as saying it, there was a fierce blame culture in the club. But Skippy seems to be a very fresh air out there this year. He's getting on well with the chaps. It's a very new look Lockton Bridge team. And they had a good win over an experienced South Auckland side last week um, by, by 110 to 1-4 with Mark Brennan, Declan Kelly, uh, Brendan Kinsel and Michael Meany all in, all in the fold. Like, so for, yeah, for, a club, yeah. for a club like that, I mean, it's a club that, like, you know, we found it hard to make a breakthrough, as we say. But Skippy seems to have that way with players and she know him very well. Um, look, I suppose Lockham Bridge, the All Blacks, uh, as they go by, are, are, are a team, again, with a great tradition and have gone through very, very lean times. And we'd love to see these teams, you know, coming back to the fore. And it would be great to see them advancing in the Junior A, like, you know. But uh, again, you'll refer there to kind of the blame culture. And sometimes in clubs, you know, it, it can be, the biggest problem can be within, you know. And I'm not saying that's the case in Lockdown Lock Bridge, but it can often be the case that uh, they can't find a way out of, you know, the hole that they're in. And, um they can see the problems everywhere else, but they can't see the problems within, within themselves, you know, and uh, they have to recognise that, first of all, as opposed to make any progress. Um, I believe, you know, any, 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 any group of lads that really want to achieve something can do it. And if you can get that buy-in, and hopefully uh, Alan Cannon can get that from them, uh, you know, it would be great pride in Lockton Bridge there, you know, and uh, I'm sure beating, you know, or Lockton the other side of the parish was, was a big win for them. And... Um, yeah, really, it would be really great for football to see them advance out of junior A and get back into a bit of football, you know, because they said there would have been a lot of powerhouses of car football back in the in the 50s and 60s as well, you know, and uh, we need all these teams to be competing very, very aggressively and strongly in Carlo. It's one of the weaknesses we have is that our club championships haven't been, and our leagues haven't been competitive enough, you know, to give us players of a sufficient standard to play inter-county football. And uh, there really needs to be a really, really strong look at this, how we can improve club football in the county. And uh, the one thing that strikes me is that all these clubs don't get enough football games. Uh, there are not enough games in the year for, for clubs in Carlo. And we need to look at our structures. Maybe we should be looking at maybe a home and away league uh, with relegation promotion in the league now at this stage because it has to have, it has to have meaning, you know, because... Clubs are going out and they're fielding teams and they're not really serious about the league. They might have more of an eye on a challenge game than a league game, which is a crazy situation, you know. Um, you look at any of the successful counties that have very, very good club competitions and um, Carlo have a veil of that to a certain extent because we've had we've had four or five very good club teams consistently in the county for the last number of years, but we need a, we need more debt uh, to, to the county because it is a small county and you need a bigger playing pool. And it comes from the Lachlan Bridges, it comes from the Clonmores, it comes from the Fennis. And, uh, you know, if they need help, uh, we should be there to try and help them uh, at county level and with the best structures and with the you know, best uh, coaching that we can give them as well, you know. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, just in in that group uh, this weekend, Lachlan Bridge take on Palatine. I know Lachlan take on Tin Ryland, who who beat Palatine last week. The winner you'd have to imagine in this championship, and my own lads came before saying it now, but you couldn't look beyond the Tolo side who gave Ballin a right beat actually last weekend, and obviously Granger over there as well. So this kind of furthers my argument with the likes of a Tolo, Ballin, Grange. I mean, they're well good enough to be competing in intermediate, and you've seen Ballin come up and down the last six years several times, and. I just think that's going to keep happening where one of those will win it and maybe in the next couple of years. Now, I'd love to see Tull up there. Again, they're an area that should be up there. It's a big town. It's a big town. It's a bit of further the argument, like, you know. 
it's one of the big, biggest towns in Clara, like, and uh, again, you go back to the 60s, they were, were on the powerhouses, you know, but uh, they've fallen on, on lean times, really, uh, to the last 20 years or so, and um, football in total seem to be second or third choice for a lot of players, but it seems to be changing, you know, in fairness, we see a lot of progress made there, and uh, they've done great work at the club, uh, the great facilities there now, uh, there's some great driving and tools in the club at the moment, and you would love to see them advancing as well, and uh, Granger, again, like you know, they like to Kilbride and you know, they like to Cox, they're very limited uh, pool of players to pick from, and, and uh, they're very reliant on some of the old guards still. Like, and you know, um, down the line, like you're looking at this, they're saying, like, you know, is there is there is there a need for you know, an amalgamation in area teams uh, in some of these places, you know, and let them retain their identity in the lower grades, maybe, you know, but uh, but they do need players need to be exposed to higher standards of football all the time and uh, they could get that through maybe through area teams uh, but as you say like in, it's again it's a very competitive championship the, the junior A it's always one to look forward to you know and unfortunately because we can't get to the games uh, we can only watch the senior games on the TV like so it's it's, it's very difficult to keep an eye on these things and uh, it's very very disappointing as well for players that there's no spectators at the games you know so it's a bit unreal to go to games and, and there's no one there cheering on and uh, because it is it is part of the whole performance thing for players that you know that the supporters are behind the team and it does give them a lift and um, when you don't have that you're kind of playing in a vacuum you know yeah exactly well I'll give a shout out to Lachlan Ridge TV we're out in force again on, on Sunday <laughs> over in Ben Kerry against Palatine and I think um, Wayne Austin we'll give him a shout out he did uh, commentary on the Cologne 20 goal game last week I thought he was a tonic as well he was absolutely brilliant so um, okay. look, um, again we'd rather be at these matches but uh the streams are, are the next best thing and, and hopefully it's yeah. the enjoyment to people at home. Come here, I'm going to put this on record before we finish up. I was only in the door last Sunday after doing the Lachlan Bridge or Lachlan game and I had a text from Declan Kelly and he wasn't impressed with me. He said, he he, <laughs> he used me calling him a coward. So basically, <laughs> there was a flare up in the corner um, with, with young Jason Daly. He was only 18 or 19 and uh, I don't know, something happened apparently off the ball, but all I could see when I looked forward right in front of the camera was Declan and Daly um, tangling. And I just said it was an easy target for him. And Jason wasn't in the door and I had a mess from him accused me calling a coward in the whole lot. And, oh, sure, Jason, sure. We had a scene that we would have called it, like, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know was he watching on the phone when we were actually doing the, the game or what the story was but he knew about before I could even talk, think about what I said um, I'd, love, I'd love to see the two I'd love to see the two of you on the football field marking each other the next day <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'd say I'll have to watch me back the next time we go to Jason but um, I look no doubt we're, we're not, we'll see him over a pint at some stage I'll ask him if he's top sulking or whatever he's a great character I've loved him for years but uh, uh, bad, like, get wound up into these jobs <laughs> be a commentary box or be, be it out in the field you know <laughs> all part the curse of the commentator <laughs> curse of the commentator that's right that's right listen Turlock uh, great, great to have you on the Left Wing Back podcast and uh, look we'll chat again so just a, a quick shout out for our sponsors again Neighbourhood Espresso and thanks for Brian for, for that uh, you look after yourself don't go climbing too many mountains and we might chat, chat with you again over the next couple of weeks alright thanks for no, coming no, no, no. keep up the good work mind yourself <laughs> <laughs>